Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. This week, I got a chance to interview Ryan, one of my flight nurse prep um, clients, and he just talks about his experience of going through interviews, being told no, how he navigated the disappointment in between, and how he trusted himself to just keep going in those moments of disappointment and frustration. Um, he also talks a little bit about his personality, how he thought what was going to keep him from getting to flight was not being a type A personality and actually being an, an, introvert, an introvert and a type B personality. And so he talks about how that is just what he needed to help realize that his situation and who he was was unique and he brought that to his interviews and it created success for himself so without further ado here is my interview with ryan hey ryan thanks for joining me today let's just start out tell everyone a little bit about yourself well hi my name is ryan and i am a flight nurse so i'm originally from seattle um, I just started as a flight nurse last month um, in July 2023, and I'm right now in Northern California. So my um, journey towards becoming a flight nurse prior to um, actually becoming a nurse, I was an EMT for 10 years. That was a great experience, and it really laid the foundation um, for nursing for me. So uh, I was an EMT for 10 years and um, became a nurse. I started my nursing career in the ER and actually got hired into the hospital where I was born, which was kind of kind of cool. Um, I think ER is a great place to start as a nurse, but it's a very hard place to start as a nurse. And um, then uh, my journey took me to critical care transports and to ICU. So um, about like my journey to flight nursing, um, Last uh, May, May 2022, um, I attended a nursing conference. It was um, NTI, like the uh, meeting of the American Association of Critical Care Nurses, their conference in Houston. And at the time, like going into that conference, I had no idea at all that um, I'd be interested in flight nursing. Other people had recommended flight nursing. Um, I'd kind of been, you know, in the back of my head, like, oh, maybe I can sit out in the future. But it was really um, getting to meet flight nurses, getting to tour the helicopter they had on display, just getting to learn more about flight nursing in general, uh, which really like piqued my interest. And then from there, I was really hooked on it and learning more. And um, I remember like shortly after that, I just started looking into it more. And I really questioned my experience. I questioned if I had enough experience to become a flight nurse. I mean, at that point, I I had, uh, you know, just four years of experience. And um, I really, really questioned if um, I was ready for it. And um, I met Janessa and applied, eventually applied for sort of applying for flight nursing jobs and was hired a few months ago. Okay, great. I want to back it up because there was something that you said that I hear commonly from a lot of people who are maybe even like some of my clients who are in nursing school who are just graduated past their NCLEX and are deciding between ER and ICU. And they're very much stuck in this, like, should I do ER? Should I do ICU? And I always tell them, don't ever feel like you're stuck in one of those departments. 
Like that is the path to getting there for experience wise, but don't ever feel like you pick ER and you start doing it. And it's like, this isn't for me. And you switch, you want to go to the ICU or opposite. But where I see people get stuck is they start in one of these departments and they're like, well, I got to stick it out because this is going to look so bad if I change. So I, if you could just speak to your experience in deciding that, Hey, ER isn't the route that I want to go. Like, what were some thoughts that got you out of that and into trying something different? Yeah, so that's that's a great question. And ER and ICU are very different worlds, very different um, types of nursing. And I remember when I graduated nursing, I just wanted a job. And my experience had been in EMS, so I kind of gravitated more towards ER and ICU. Um, I really wanted to work ICU. But my first job was in ER. And um, in all honesty, it was the hardest job I've ever had. It was the least fulfilling job I've ever had. Um, it, it was it was a very bad fit for me. I didn't like it. But I'm glad that I got that experience. I was in the ER for two and a half years, learned a lot about myself, challenged myself. Um, the COVID pandemic. <laughs> really evolved like right when I was in ER. I'd been there a year and then COVID started. And it actually, the, the first cases um, were actually very close to my hospital. So um, it taught me a lot. And it's, it's an experience that even though it wasn't a good experience overall, it was an experience that I am so glad I had because it taught me a lot about myself. And from there, I... I um, went into critical care transport because I'd had experience in EMS and I knew critical care transport would be like a much better fit for my personality and for, um, you know, the type of nurse I am. But when I started with critical care transport, I really noticed that I just, I lacked experience with critical patients. I lacked experience um, you know, managing these patients who are very complex and multiple drips and managing intubated patients. So that's really what motivated me to go to ICU. I'd always wanted to go to ICU. I'd always wanted to work as an ICU nurse. And um, I really enjoyed my time working as an ICU nurse. It was a great experience. And for me, like personally, I feel I needed that combination of ER and ICU, but everyone is different. And in, in all honesty, personally, I think the ICU experience was more beneficial than the ER experience in, in some respects for transport. I'm really glad I got the ER experience. It really challenged me, but I think the ICU experience is more, I don't know, more specific for transports. Um, it's really, when you think about it uh, in flights, um, you know, your, your paramedic is gonna have a lot, the flight paramedic is gonna have a lot of experience with, um, you know, the, EM, the EMS aspect of it, but not so much experience with managing multiple drips and the critical patients. And that's really, I think where, that ICU experience is critical. But um, I, I think you can get there with ER experience and, and motivation. It's just everyone's difference. And yeah, I would just say find whatever you enjoy. And in, in my case, like I didn't really have that much of a choice. I just, my first job was in ER. So I'm glad I had it and, and glad I got that experience. And I mean, I guess everyone's path through nursing and everyone's path towards flight is is different. Yeah. And I think 
what I love about that and what I tell people is always go to something that you gravitate towards being really interested in. And for everyone that's different, I think you thought that it was going to be ER for you and you realized, you know, that it wasn't. But there were two things that you really said that stuck that stood out for me, which was realizing you weren't interested in it when you had that that moment. Um, and then you also stuck it out long enough to know, hey, is this really me not being good at it? Or is this me really not being interested at it? And where I see a lot of people get stuck is they started out as a new nurse and then they immediately think that going to ICU is going to be easier. And so they they leave it for that reason. But I always offer for people, don't leave it for that reason. Leave it because you truly aren't interested. Because if you're leaving it for the reason that it's hard, then it's going to be just as hard when you get to ICU. And then it's going to be just as hard when you transition to flight. So it's like um, just noticing that and trusting yourself that, like as a new nurse and picking which department you want to work in. That's your first time that you're learning to trust the decisions that you're making for yourself and figuring out what is my perfect path for me to get there. And the more interested you are in the unit you work in, the, obviously the more you're going to learn, whether that's ER or ICU. So I, I'm really glad that you pointed that out and that you figured that out for yourself. When you're a new nurse, it's it's so hard because there's so much to learn. There's such a, um, just, I don't know, there's, you're, you're kind of like, you're, learning so much it's so it's such a short amount of time and it's very hard to start as a new nurse and i honestly i don't see any harm in starting you know a med surge unit or whatever um i would say though go for what you're interested in really yeah. go for what you're interested in so if you're really and i tell people this if you really want to be an, an er nurse go become an er nurse start there if you really want to do this especially you know if you've worked in ER as a, an ER attack before another capacity and you really want to do it, go for it. Mm -hmm. Definitely go for it. Um, and, uh, you know, similarly with ICU, if you really want to do ICU, like, go for it. You can certainly start as a new grad in ICU. Yeah. And I, de I, that is one thing that I want to bring up too, before we like fast forward to your flight journey um, and getting there. But what stops a lot of new grads from going into these departments is because they think they don't have the experience that they can't get hired. And I want to offer them lots of nursing students do straight out of nursing school, but it takes a certain kind of mindset to believe that you can do something before you've done it before. And so it's not impossible, but it does, it does take you to be thinking differently about yourself prior going into those interviews. Absolutely. And okay, so let's speed up now to when we met. So we met sometime in February. You were getting ready to start my flight prep group. You told me, we even talked about this on um, our call, our one-on-one -on -one session yesterday, was that your comment to me was like, hey, I want to find out how to prep, but I definitely don't want to be putting in any applications right now because I don't feel like I have the confidence that I'm not ready. So let's talk about that and how that changed for you once you started the group. Absolutely. So I remember like right after the conference, I left that conference and I had no idea going into the conference that I was going to leave like interested in flight nursing. Absolutely no idea. It was a total shock. But I remember just thinking like, it seems like a really cool job. And I mean, I noticed like, it seems like these nurses really love their job, like really enjoy it. And I like flying. I like transport. You know, maybe I should consider this. So 
very shortly after the conference, I met with one of my really close friends um, for lunch and he's a firefighter and he, um, we were talking about it and he said, just go for it. You, you meet the minimum requirements, just go for it. Just start applying. And, um, you know, firefighting is very competitive, just like flight nursing. And he had been through this, you know, the process of getting hired as a firefighter. And, um, I remember just immediately doubting myself, like, Oh, you know, like I have, I, you know, I, I just, am I, I'm still a new nurse. I've been a nurse, like, you know, three, four years at that point. And I just like, I felt like there's so much more for me to learn. And then I had lunch with, um, another friend who's a flight nurse. And he said the same exact thing, just apply, just apply. You have plenty of experience, just apply. You're in a great spot. Um, but still, like, I felt I needed more experience. So I stayed in ICU for a while, but I kept, I, I started following your Instagram and just looking into flight nursing more, like researching it more. And the more I looked into it, the more interested in it I got. So when I met you in February, at that point, I was just... I was interested in preparing, like um, getting ready for it, but I wasn't quite ready to start submitting applications. I didn't think, I, I thought I need, still needed some more um, ICU experience. And I remember at that time I didn't have my CCRN yet. So I felt that I needed it. And um, I had already, I'd been studying for it for a long time. And I'd, I'd already like missed my first test date and had to like extend. So I was just like, holding off on that and just like really wanted to get my CCR on first. So I, yeah, I remember in February, like I wasn't quite ready at that point to start submitting applications. And it was really our group, our flight group that motivated me, that gave me that extra push to start submitting the applications. And without that, that flight group, I, I'm not, I, I, honestly, I don't think I would have submitted applications. I don't think I would have moved forward. Um, I, I know, I, I think I would have eventually, I just would have delayed it more. And there really wasn't a reason to delay it. Um, it's just like, so hard to, you know, trust yourself and to trust that you can do it when you already have like a stable job. And I remember like I had two stable jobs, um, both like in, in the hospital and on the ambulance, both paid well, both had good men. Like the hospital job and the ambulance job, they both paid about the same. I had good benefits for the hospital job and a great schedule. And it's hard to like give that up and like enter the uncertainty of flight nursing. It's really a risk. But I, I think it was the the dynamic of the group just kind of really motivated me to go for it. Because I, I can remember I was, you know, I was just holding back, holding back. And then Right around my time, my birthday in March, um, right around then, I remember I was just like, just holding back. I wasn't sure if I was ready yet. I was, I was kind of just doubting myself. And then I just went for it. I just went for it. I remember like on my birthday, like I had Chinese food and I got a um, fortune cookie. And normally like fortune cookies doesn't have any, I've never had a fortune cookie that had any like meaning to my life. But this one said, I'll always remember, it's time for a different dance. Stretch yourself, take a risk. And then I just I just looked at it like, wow, that's a very oddly specific message. <laughs> Maybe the universe is trying to tell me something. So I just started applying after my birthday. I submitted my first applications. And um, I heard back from my first company very quickly, the first company that interviewed me. So it was... Um, 
it just was, it was hard to like really submit those applications. That was the hardest part in this process, submitting the applications. And I remember like after I submitted my first applications, like I, I felt sick to my stomach. Like I didn't feel good. I was like, what did I do? Like, what if I get hired? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have probably going to have to move. Um, there aren't that many flight jobs in Washington. So I knew I would most likely have to relocate. And I knew that if I did get a flight job, my life would change very quickly. So it's just this uncertainty, this, I guess, not knowing. I have so much to ask you based on what you just talked about there. But two things that I did want to point out was that time and experience is the number one thing that comes up for anybody that I talked to about getting into flight. It was the number one thing that came up for me, but what's what we coached on a lot. And what we talk about a lot in this group is that we all know nurses that have been doing it for 15 or 20 years. And it doesn't mean that they're the best nurse. It doesn't mean that they have great critical thinking skills. And so when we can start think of, thinking of ourselves as not, we can't, we don't have to have confidence based on how much time we've been a nurse or based on how much time we've been in these units that we can decide that we can feel confident about something beforehand. Like that's when it changes, like time and experience is not going to equal more confidence in yourself. And I say that because the first company you applied for wanted five years and you applied at just four years and they still offered you the interview, but in the end <clears throat> rejected you for the time. Um, and if you could just like talk about that, um, because that's always what I recommend too, is to interview, even though you might not meet the minimum requirements because they could take you. But um, I think it's important for people to hear like after you didn't get that interview and they said you need one more year, what was your thoughts about it? So I remember I, I, so that was one of the main um, things that kept me from applying for that job was they required five years experience and I was just below it um, at four years. And you recommended I apply. Um, my other flight nurse friend I mentioned earlier, like he recommended I apply. So I just remember thinking like, oh, you know, um, why am I gonna apply? They're just gonna reject my application. Um, but I remember also just said, okay, maybe they'll offer me an interview. I'm just going to apply. I realized that I had a really unique mix of experience, ER, ICU, critical care transport, lots of past EMS experience. Um, I already had my EMT. I had like everything they were looking for, except, um, I didn't have five years experience. I just had just under that. So I applied and they um, called me back for an interview very quickly after I applied within a week. So that was a boost of confidence for me, even though I ultimately didn't get the job, that was a boost of confidence that it, that really like I have enough experience to be competitive, that I have a unique mix of experience as an applicant. And throughout this process, really what I've learned is that, that really you can have, um, tons of experience. Like I'm not the most experienced ER nurse. I'm not the most experienced ICU nurse. I'm not the most experienced transport nurse, but I have a unique mix of experience. And I think that unique mix of experience that I brought to the flight application process is really a key factor of, of how I got this job. It wasn't because I was this, um, you know, nurse that had 
you know, 10, 15 years experience as an ICU nurse and had worked ER and was, you know, Daisy Award winner, preceptor of the year. Honestly, that stuff doesn't matter. It's just I had a mix of ER, ICU, and critical care transport in my case, or I just had a mix of stuff. And that's what made me unique. And everyone has a unique mix of things that make them unique. But it doesn't have to be a ton of experience in nursing. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be, I mean, we, we are, are, you know, as you say, like our brains equate the time and experience to, you know, our, like, basically if we should apply or not. And it really isn't, it isn't that simple. Like there's so many different factors and I just had to look at, at myself and, and say, Hey, I've got this unique mix of experience. And I think that's valuable. Yeah. And I don't think that getting like, you know, another year of experience is going to make any difference. I really don't think getting another five years of experience is going to make any difference. And because regardless, there's going to be a learning curve anyway for this job. I just want to go for it. I just need to go for it now life yeah. is short. And I loved that for you because I have this philosophy that I teach on my clients and I think that no one else really, and even flight companies sometimes I think aren't picking up on it, that it's not about your time and experience. It's not about your, how much time you've spent in these ERs or ICUs or devices or certs or any of those things. When they bring you to the interview, what you have on your resume is already enough. That's already them saying, great, you look great for us. When you sit in these interviews, what they want to know is about who you are and what you value. And when you started sitting in more interviews, that's when you really figured out, hey, this is what makes me unique. This is why I, you want me on your team. This is why I'm the person that will be able to figure it out. Um, and so I think like that first opportunity, that first interview that you sat in gave you the opportunity to boost your confidence for the next one. And then the one after that, and then you getting the offer. Um, and my other philosophy in companies is you applying is not you saying yes to them. Let's date a whole bunch of different companies so that we can also figure out what's a good fit for you. So can you speak on that since, um, you are like most candidates who don't get the first job that they interview for and maybe the a little bit of disappointment that you felt in between and how you picked yourself up to eventually keep going. So it was a, um, it was like a huge boost um, when I got the, um, the email to schedule an interview. Like they were obviously very interested in me. And um, when I did like the phone interview screening, they said, yeah, we're very interested in you. We'd love to interview you. And um, it, it was it was hard when I got rejected. I remember the first time I got the rejection, um, I, like my initial my initial response when I got the rejection was like, you know, oh, OK, well, um, on to the next application. That was a good experience. I learned a lot. I would love, you know, possibly in the future to work there. But that was a good experience, time to move on. And I just had like this really positive attitude, like, okay, so where else am I playing? What else am I doing? But then about a week or so later, a week or two later, it just hit me. Like I really realized, okay, so I was rejected from that job. I had submitted all these other applications, hadn't heard anything back. Um, I had gone to a critical care transport nursing conference and I met with recruiters um, for other companies and they hadn't reached out to me. I was just hearing a lot of silence and I just started questioning like, 
you know, like I have like, you know, ER, ICU, critical care transfer experience. Like that's the, the mix of experience I have. And, um, you know, lots of EMS experience. I should like, I should be getting uh, contacted. Like what's, what's wrong here? And I really started to doubt myself. Like, you know, is it, I, do I have enough experience? Um, you know, a lot of the jobs I was applying for were out of state. So I, I was really, I was thinking like, oh, do, you know, I only have one nursing license. Should I try and get a more nursing license? Should I, what, should I try and focus my search? Like what's going on here? And it was a good, like, it was a while it, it that where I was feeling kind of just, I don't know, kind of down, just kind of really doubting myself. And then the company I work for now gave me a call. It was it was really good timing. And and what I realized is I'm I'm actually now I'm really glad I didn't get that first job because the job I have now is better. Um I it, it's it's definitely better. Like a lot of really um interesting things happened and I ended up getting paid more than I was expected. And things have just really worked out well for me. And and I feel so supported in my in my current job so supported and honestly i think i'm i'm more supported now in this job than i would have been in that job i i really feel that that this was my journey that my journey was to like apply you know that first company go through that process get rejected go through this process of um this period of you know questioning and then um get this current job i have now which i'm so glad i have and, and feel so fortunate to have I mean, so one question. Yeah, one question I want to ask you too is for people listening who are in the same space that you are, you were in, where they're like, I haven't heard anything. I maybe have had a couple rejections, a couple no's, or um, a couple interviews, and um, I haven't gotten the job. What would you say to them? I would say, don't give up. Don't give up. It's hard because. You know, and when you're going through the application process, you don't know where it's going to end. You don't know which company you're going to work for. You you don't know what path it's going to lead you there, but you know you want to do something. You know you want to be a flight nurse, and you've submitted the applications, and you've done all the things you can, and at a certain point, you just have to trust the process. You know, with, with this job, this job initially was not my number one job. Like I'm, and, and I know you, you you say that throughout our our group and and coaching, like that. You know, almost never do people get their number one job, the job that they think that that's their number one job. And I interviewed for my number one job, I didn't get it, and then, you know, a company that was, no, not really even on my my list, not even on my radar. Like it ended up being an amazing job, a job that I really enjoy, like made with amazing coworkers and. Everything ended up working out really well, like much better than I could have expected. Yeah. So I think you just have to trust the process. You just really have to trust the process. And, you know, I remember like when I got rejected from that first company, they sent me the nicest rejection letter I've ever gotten. And it was very clear they were interested in me. They said, you know, please re you know, consider reapplying in a year when you have more critical care experience. And... I remember just thinking like as soon as I read that that rejection letter, just thinking like a year of experience isn't going to make any difference. I want to do this. Like I want to do this now. And I remember that same day, like I looked on YouTube and I saw the song Right Now by Van Halen. And I, I didn't even had never even heard of that song. 
but it just was perfect for that moment. It was like right now, like not a year from now, right now. So, you know, I started applying for more jobs, but it can be hard like that, that rejection, even though it didn't sting at first, it really did sting when I, when I started internalizing it. And um, I'm just glad that I, I kept, kept up like applying and keeping that positive attitude. And, and I'm glad I was open to other jobs. Yeah. I, a lot of people come to me because they've been in that in-between time for months or years where they've applied or been rejected. And they're like, I don't honestly know what to do next. And the circumstances for themselves, they think they have no power over. And so uh, I, I'm just curious from your point of view, how was being a part of the group and coaching helpful for you in, in landing this job and getting through that period of time? group was enormously helpful because we all were going through like a similar thing um yeah i remember in our group many many people had submitted applications and um hadn't been rejected or hadn't heard back and we could just talk about it together i guess it, you know it's flight is this unique thing it's, it's very different from anything else i've worked in it's it's even different from ground transport and silence is just kind of part of the process. It's it, it's unique. It's a unique process. And we could, you know, talk about that because, you know, we come from nursing where we, we submit a job application somewhere and we'll hear back usually very quickly at a hospital. Or, but flight is different. And it, it just was good to, like, be able to talk about um, things with other people in the group, be able to share our our successes, be able to share, you know, our failures or rejections and just be able to support each other. And that was huge. And it was so cool to see like other people in our group um, get hired and move forward with their process. It was so cool. It, it, it felt like, I don't know, I, I think you get a lot more from, I got a lot more from it than if I had done just individual coaching because yeah. there's just more, there's that group element. Yeah. And, and I was you know, it's just everyone's different, but I got a lot more of it than I was expecting. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, I was thinking about it this morning and trying to think about, you know, all, all the people that I've really helped get there. And I was thinking, you know, it's almost like you're starting on this journey to get to the drinking water pond. And it's like, I know how to get you there. So I teach you, right, how to... Um, talk about who you are, what you value, think about the things that are unique about your situation, showcase that in the interviews. I walk you through panel interview questions and how to prepare for them. And then I walk you through how to systematically do case scenarios. So I teach you how to get to the drinking water pond. But along the way of you starting out on that journey, you guys sometimes can get lost or the path gets windy. And it's like, that key element is that you have to trust yourself, trust the process, trust me, trust the group that you're going to get there. But a lot of people get lost in the weeds and turn back around and go back because that's the easier thing to do. I remember there was a time like in our group where it seemed like everyone was frustrated and we've all applied and heard back or been rejected. And, you know, it's exciting when you first submit applications and then maybe you get an interview and you hear back and, but then, and I think that's something a lot of people in our group experience, but then there was this other period, which I experienced. And I think a lot of other people did too, where it was just complete silence. 
we had submitted applications, we weren't hearing back. You know, there's a lot of doubt enters, you know, the equation, like, am I making the right choice? So, yeah, it's just good to get support through this, through this process. And what's great about that now, and, and this is what I was talking to my group with yesterday, was that my job as your coach is not just to get you hired, but my job is to help prepare you with the mindset that you need post getting hired so that you're successful then. And, um, I just see so many of you guys who start out with this belief and this mindset work before that once you get hired there, it's not that there isn't imposter syndrome there, but there is a less amount of doubt for yourself. So can you speak on it? Maybe how you felt about that now entering into this new position in this new role. Yeah. So definitely I've felt imposter syndrome um, in the past uh, and going into this, like I'm a very, um, I'm not a type A person. Like I am very much um, introverted, kind of go off the flow, chill, like easy to work with. But I had this thought going to flight nursing, like, oh, you know, all these flight nurses, all these flight paramedics are going to be super type A. How am I going to fit in? Um, you know, is this really going to be a good fit for me? And that was something like I really worried about. And in my experience, like, yeah, there are some type A personalities in flight nursing, but I'm, in general, I really haven't experienced any trouble with, with that, like, with different personalities. Like, cause I, I think everyone brings their own, like, uniqueness to flight nursing. And um, sure, I mean, as I said, like, there are some type A personalities, but there are a lot of people that are not. There's a lot of people just like me. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, in all honesty, like I encountered much stronger personalities in the hospital, much stronger personalities. And, um, I like, I think, you know, my current job, like I really like all my coworkers and, you know, you, you have a unique mix of experience and you mix of personality and part of the challenge is just making it all work. And, um, you know, that really hasn't been a challenge I've experienced. So, I think in our mind, we like to create challenges or certain things that we think that, you know, we, we want to protect ourselves. Like for me, like flight nursing was the ultimate risk. So, you know, I'm quitting like my two great jobs and I'm moving out of States and, you know, I hope all this works out. Um, but, you know, it's thankfully it absolutely has been worth it. I'm so glad I took that risk. Yeah. And can you talk about that? like now being on the other side of it and going through that really uncertain time, like now, how are you feeling about um, taking that risk and now, you know, having this job that you've always wanted? So I think that the, you know, the, the hardest part at first was submitting the applications. That was submitting applications for flight jobs. That was the hardest part. The second hardest part was putting in my resignation notice, like quitting my jobs at the hospital and on the ambulance. And I remember um, I got notice, um, I got a, the acceptance offer for this job. And then I had not that much time. I only had about three or four weeks. So I had to like very quickly thereafter quit my hospital job. And I remember just thinking like, ah, oh, am, am I making the right decision? <laughs> 
you know, even though I got this cool new job, is it going to work out? Like I've got so much PTO time and I've got great benefits and the schedule is phenomenal, but I don't like the job and I'm not going to grow in this job. And I realized that I realized that as a bedside nurse, like I really didn't like bedside nursing. I wasn't going to grow in that role. And I wanted to take on much more of a provider role. I wanted to, you know, take on, have a much more autonomous role. And I, I ultimately felt that I'd be much more successful and much happier in that role than I would be as a bedside nurse. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It was hard because I was, in my opinion, like not the best bedside nurse, like not a great bedside nurse. I didn't like it and it didn't fit me. But this role of uh, this much more autonomous role, it's much more of a provider role. Um, I, I think it suits me very well and and my future goal of becoming a nurse practitioner too. So, you know, I, I think like it's just hard because I had to trust myself and I, I just had to realize like I could stay in the hospital, get another year, get another five years, whatever of experience. And I didn't think it would make much difference. And I don't think I'd be happier. I had to like go take this risk. Yeah. And it's the only way you grow as a person, if you're willing to take that risk. And I felt that this risk was completely worth it. It wasn't easy at first. Like it was scary. Um, leaving like the security of what you know and going for um, this like totally uncertain future. Yeah. But I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad I did it. I think like a lot of people do, I think we lie to ourselves sometimes when we're like, well, it would just be way more comfortable to stay in a space where we know what we're doing. People are coming to us. We feel on top of our game. That's way more comfortable, but we're kind of lying to ourselves because we still experience the discomfort of what if. Absolutely. Like we're still in this, like, well, what if we did go for it? And there's always going to be that thing gnawing on us. Like why, why don't we just go for it? So what would you tell the people who are maybe experiencing a little bit of that discomfort where they know they want to grow, but they're afraid to, and they want to remain comfortable and they're not sure about the taking the risk. What would you say to them? I would say, just go for it. Just go for it. Like, you know, that's ultimately what I had to do. I had to step out of my head for a second and I could justify staying. And in all honesty, like I, I look at it, like that's wouldn't have been necessarily a bad decision, but I don't think I would have grown. Mm-hmm. And I just like had to like, you know, I had to go for it. And I think everyone is unique. Everyone has unique circumstances. Um, you know, there's like unique factors that people have um, like family, kids, Everyone's situation is different, but what I would say is don't use that as a justification for not going for it. You know, in in my case, like I'm very close to my mom. I help take care of my mom. And um, I was very worried about moving 700 miles away. I was very worried about that. And I mean, thankfully, uh, my uncle helps with my mom and I, I talk with my mom every day. I wish I was closer, but I make a point of visiting her every three weeks on my five days off. And I, I make the best of the situation, but I, I realized how I could have just used that as an example, like, oh, I can't do this. I can't take this job. I can't be that far away from family. Um, you know, I, I think like, that's, that's the one thing, like, don't use that as a justification. Don't use you know, certain things, the justification for not going for it. If you, if you feel like this is the path that you need to go down, you can make it happen. You can make it work. 
don't be closed off to it. Like you, you never know what opportunities are going to present themselves. And um, what I've found is people have been very, very supportive of me um, ever since I got this job, much more supportive than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been wonderful. So my last question for you is like, how does it feel now to be in this job that you've really wanted when you attended this conference in May of 2022? It feels so cool. I just, I just can't believe some days I get paid to fly. That's amazing. It's so cool. Um, it's just, it's just great. And, you know, there's flight nursing is one of those things where, a lot of people talk about it. A lot of people think, oh, that'd be cool. Um, but very few people do it. Very few people like go through it and, and you know, go through this process. And, um, you know, I'm just glad I did it. I'm just glad I trusted myself. I'm glad I I saw this as a, a possibility. Like, oh, wow, maybe I'd be really good at this. Oh, maybe I should do this. I think I might really like this. I think I might like this more than working in the hospital. I'm just glad I trusted myself. I'm just glad that I trusted myself without the, you know, the knowledge, without the experience of, I'd never done it before. So I was really just trusting myself, trusting my ability to do hard things because I knew I'd done hard things before, very hard things. Like starting in the ER was very hard. It's a hard place to start as a new grad, especially if it's not really where you want to be. It, it was hard. And I just knew like, if I can do that, and then, you know, the pandemic on top of that, like if I can do that, if I can make it through that, I can do this. I can absolutely do this. I've done hard things before. I'll do hard things in the future. Like I can do this. And honestly, so far, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, it's a, it's a learning curve. It feels like um, drinking water from a fire hose sometimes, Yeah. but it's fun. It, it's fun. It's a good challenge. And for me, like working in the ER, that was, it was a hard challenge. It was not a challenge I looked forward to. Like I did not look forward to going to work, but this is very different. Like I look forward to going to work. I'm, I look forward to learning and growing, and I know over the next, you know, six months, I'm going to continue to learn and grow. Over the next year, I'm going to continue to learn and grow, and next couple of years, and I'm, I'm feel really fortunate to have that opportunity, and I'm just glad that I trusted myself and glad that I went for it. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would like to share on this episode today um, with anybody who might be listening? I think the most important thing is to trust your gut, like trust your gut, not your brain, your gut, just trust that feeling. And if you just, if you know that this is what you want to do, if you have a feeling that this is where I want to go, trust it. And, you know, it's trusting my intuition, trusting my gut has been huge, absolutely huge. I'm so glad I've learned to do that. And, um, it's it's so key. Like trust that feeling inside, you know. And in in work too. Like if you have a feeling about a patient, like something might go wrong, trust that feeling. Trust it every single time. I have um, ignored that <laughs> that like that feeling. Ignored that gut feeling. Like you know, I've I've regretted it. And every time I've trusted that, I it you know I'm I'm so glad I have. So I would just say trust your your gut. Trust your feeling. You know, trust that feeling inside. Well, I really appreciate you being on today. I just feel like your story is so special. And I feel like someone's going to be able to hear something from this conversation and feel encouraged and 
maybe take that next step that they otherwise wouldn't take. Um, I just appreciate like your journey. I appreciate you. I appreciate you trusting not only the process, but me and the group. Um, I just think you're such an example of how this process can work if you're willing to, to do it and willing to do the hard belief work to get there. And so um, I know that you're going to be an example to someone that is going to be listening to this podcast today. So thank you. Thank you so much. And as you said, it's like that ability to like, you know, do that hard work. That's so key. That ability to go like, you know, list out your fears and go there, explore them. Uh, don't run from them. Just go there. That's so key. And I, I think that's just, you know, very, very important, very key for um, success. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Enrollment is now open for my next flight prep group, and we are going to be starting soon. If you are looking for more confidence in stepping into the application process, the interview process, the panel interviews and case scenarios, and how to systematically walk through them, then this is the group that you want to be a part of. Reach out to me on Instagram, and we can talk individually about how we're going to get you there and how this group is going to offer you the support and confidence to get there with more ease and less overwhelm. That's it for this week, and I will see and talk with all of you guys soon. Bye.